Yo, 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 Nothing's Normal Podcast. It's your host, Spinx. Back at you with another episode, man. Uh, the legend. Shout out to his young boy, the legend. I got sitting next to me. Uh, let's get right into it, man. Media Mike, man, who I got sitting to the left, baby. Talk to me. Michael J. McDonald is the name that they gave me. Damn, Michael J. Founder McDonald. Founder and CEO of Earn Your Leisure, the biggest. Talk to him. Uh, GB's finest. Yes, sir. They were so fine, they had to put a thing on the wall for me. What is them things called? The mural? They had to put the, the mural. mural on yeah. the wall for me. They was like, damn, yeah. we got we to incorporate the, the legend, GB's own project raised. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's good, man? Thank you for having uh, me, bro. I thank you. I, I thank you for coming. Um, Mike, big bro. It's one of the big bros here, man. Yo, yo, yo. It's your host, Spin Inks. Nothing's normal podcast. And I'm here introducing Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, ladies and gentlemen. It's an all-natural uh, jerky, beef jerky, excellent source of protein, good for you gym heads like myself, good post-workout meal or snack, I should say. Um, they got some cool names, too. Shout out to the uh, Righteous Felon. You know, I know a lot of felons. I'm a felon myself. So uh, this really hit different. My favorite would be uh, the Teriyaki Balboa. If you know me, those are obvious reasons. Uh, my balls got uh, the boxing gloves. Uh, we got the Maryland Monroe. Now, for those who've been to Maryland, you know what they known for, good old crab seasoning. So we got the Maryland Monroe. And finally, I'm going to give y'all one more, the Soul Survivor. <laughs> the Soul Survivor, Korean barbecue inspired. Tastes like rib tips. You won't know the difference. Uh, if you want to give these snacks a try, you head over to their website at righteousfelon.com. Type in promo code POLY15 for a discount on this excellent, healthy, delicious snack. Over here, nothing's normal. Before we get into your story, you got a, a, a fantastic and fascinating story, especially coming from our community. Uh, let's get right into it, uh, Money Mike. Where you from, baby? I'm from Greenberg, New York. The project's public housing. Right. Um, Greenberg Housing Authority. I was um, raised in... Uh, Five, four siblings. I had five kids, and my mother was um, single parent. Mm -hmm. Father was absent. Right. Probably seen him maybe five or six times my whole entire life. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Okay. Um, you know, um, now that I have a son, a kid, shout out to Legend, um, I'm sure. like, yo, how does a parent, how does any parent not want to be with their kid? Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't even imagine me not wanting to be in my kid, mm -hmm. be with my kid. Right. But yeah, so, you know, grew up in, it was, it was a small town, but... We, we we got a big effect. Like we 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 know him from a lot a lot of places around because we got some great people that came out of Greenberg. Sure. But one thing about Greenberg is it's very family oriented. Like mm -hmm. we're real tight, close knit um, mm -hmm. family. So it was a great great place. Um, but it was still you know had drugs, violence, killings, all that. Had all that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. niggas getting knocked out on on the block for sure know? for sure. So you know we but but we made it we made it through. Now, Michael J. McDonald, man. So you're a McDonald. That's a big family, too, in Greenberg. Yeah, it is. That's one of the, yeah. That's one of the, uh, yep. yeah. Um, I see the curls and all that, man. Yeah. Uh, can we, are, you, are you Puerto Rican? Like, for the viewers who don't know, like, you know, what's your background, baby? Talk well, to them. Well, as you can see, I'm dark-skinned. Yeah. But um, I'm black sure. and Italian. Uh, mm. My father was black. Yeah. My mother was white. Right. My mother was white. My mm. Italian. My father was black. Right. But, um... As you can see, I'm dark skinned. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know, um and we was the only only light skinned dudes in the in the project. So, yeah. you know, we got picked on. Mm -hmm. Mayo, 
uh, backboard T-shirt. You know, they, they used to make fun of me, though, yeah, you know? Right. <laughs> it was funny until it's not. Yeah, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I was going to ask you that, too, because um, me being a student of history, I think from what I heard, it was like three white families up up in the projects. I only know two. You know two. Okay. The, sh- the Shades, the shades yeah. and us. Right. Okay. So but uh, I don't consider myself white. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I consider myself black. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I definitely had to deal with a lot of um, things coming up. Right. You know what I'm saying? That that my fellow black humanities humans have mm-hmm. had to deal with. I do have advantage being light skinned. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a fact. You know what sure. I'm saying? My name also gives me an advantage uh, mm-hmm. when getting a job and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so it did help a right. little bit. McDonald. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not like you know a name that would uh, be like considered a black person, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And being black in America is hard hard as it is. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, you just basically covered my next question as far as, you know, the spectrum. You know, black people have their own uh, trials and tribulations, but also, you know, that's the whole idea. Nothing's normal. White people have their own uh, go-throughs too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how was it for you growing up, uh, with just mama, like, was it a struggle or was it, you know, was it was it smooth? Because we got this big misconception that if you white, you automatically rich, you automatically wealthy, yeah. and life is just smooth. Yeah, it wasn't like that for my mom's. Um, mm-hmm. I think for her, her, her for her dealing with a, a black a black man, right? It didn't work. It didn't go too good with her uh, her Italian family. Mm-hmm. So, and and her Italian family was kind of like you know wealthy, like they they were doing really well, right? And I think like her grandmother actually bought all the kids a house except her because she was dealing with a black man. Mm-hmm. But um, she, she, I mean, I'm, thank God she did because I'm here. For sure. But, um, you know, di- didn't go well with, with her family. So she, you know, she struggled. She was a waitress right. most of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, working six, seven days a week, taking care of five kids. It right. was hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I will say is I didn't, I didn't miss a meal and I never had my lights turned off. You know what I'm saying? So she she did an amazing job, and she kept us really close, and, and showed us the value of family. Right, and that's 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 very important. Um, speaking of your father, you said you've only seen him about five or six times in your life. Is mm-hmm. there anything that you've seen in those five times that stuck with you? Or maybe you know one. Of yeah, his he ways? told me he showed me everything not to do. Right. Um, okay. You know, um, sure. before he passed away, I was in like deep psychotherapy, like just really like breaking down things in my life and mm-hmm. why why I do better with with uh, female teachers rather than male teachers, mm-hmm. why I have a lot of male, male, um, female friends mm-hmm. versus male friends. Um, my connection to, to men is, is, is not as great as my connection with women because I, I, I was raised by a woman. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, then my brothers played a part as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she, he he really showed me like the things not to do as a parent. Mm-hmm. When you say you're gonna do something, you do it. Not that he did that, but I mean, not that he even said anything because, like I said, he did he 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 did the shit with my brothers, right. not really with me. He was really never around me. He didn't even know my name. Every time he wow. in person, he would call me, you know, uh, my brother's name, not my name. Jeez. So, um, but 
it was cool because I was in therapy and therapy showed me right. to forgive him, to, to, you know, love him. And one of the last times I seen him, I was able to tell him I forgive you and I love you and I thank you for showing me the things not to do. That's dope. Um, so it, it was cool. Like, I, I I can't miss something I didn't have. Of I course. never had a yeah, father. I, I so the same way. I never really missed it. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. My pops, you know, died when I was five and I, I've seen some of my peers lose their parents and it... Mm -hmm. It hit them different, cause like you said, you can't miss what you never had. Yeah, but when you have it and yeah. then you lose it, oh, losing my mom was the worst thing in the world. How old was you when you lost your mom? Twenty one. Wow, that's fairly young. Yeah, that was fair. Had to figure it out. Right. Um. Okay, that's dope. Um. Let's pivot into growing up in Greenberg as far as school. Um. How was that process like for you? And uh. You know, what was your thing growing up before you became this expert at media and management and entertainment and well, just, if you, yeah. If you, if you know me as a kid, I used to always run around with a dirty face and dirty shirts and all because I would eat, you know, I was, I would get into everything. That's yeah. why they call me Mikey. Give it to Mikey. Mikey likes it and mm -hmm. all that shit. So, um, right. but I, I mean, it was cool. Education wise, it was probably the worst experience because one, I hated school, yeah. but two, I was put into special education. Um early on, like in a second grade. Right. So I would, like like we said in the, earlier, being black in America is hard already. Of course. Now when you, when you, when you're getting educated with, with the tools that are so far behind, mm -hmm. how can you succeed? So I was starting from behind, then I get into my, the educational um, system mm -hmm. and I'm starting from either further behind because I'm being taught things that are not even current. Yeah. So. I'm supposed to be learning ABCs or one, two, threes, and I'm learning uh, just how to even talk, like, mm -hmm. you know, type of thing, you know of what I'm course. saying? So I'm, I was behind from so far behind. So, and I was in special education mostly all of my uh, educational life mm -hmm. up until like ninth or 10th grade mm -hmm. when I f officially got out. Right. And you're not really out because you still have an IEP. Mm -hmm. So you still kind of like, you know, get like the pr like the privileges of being in uh, you know, special education, but right. but at least I was in school in classes with people that are learning the, the things that you should be learning at the age you you learning. So Definitely. it helped me a lot to just. But it, but it was I needed a lot more help because I was so far behind. Mm -hmm. So they had to catch me up, and right. then I had to learn. So you know, it it was cool though, you know, because it, it worked out for me. I, you can tell that I was I was misdiagnosed because of my success and what I've been able to accomplish mm -hmm. at the, the this amount of time I accomplished. I mean, and then who really could be the judge of that? I mean, the people who who do the labeling, sometimes they might not even understand, you know, this side of, uh, we use this word culture, but this side of life, you know, so how could, you know, somebody who can't relate to you diagnose you as having, you know, a learning disability or, or something mm -hmm. like that? Because like I said, you are a media master. Well, well I, think, I think also too, is if you look at my peers in my classroom, it was the same people in my classroom in, the, in this projects I grew up with. So mm. it's kind of crazy like that they're, they're putting all these people in the, in the projects basically in special ed. Right. Just because this, this, or this, they're, they're, just because they're living situation, right. you're automatically putting them in special education. Mm -hmm. Why are my peers that I, I live with are in the, in the classroom with? Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it do, something doesn't add up. Yeah. So I, I feel like they were just kind of segregating us in, in a way, yeah, you know, sure. just, just, just by default. Yeah, and, and I feel like the, our culture gets a bad rap for different things as far as society puts a, a black cloud over us. And even I feel like we are a part of the problem because we, we blame a lot of different aspects of our culture for mm -hmm. things that really started in the household. Yep. And I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree with that. So at what point, you know, going to school and being a special uh, ed, did you graduate high school? 
Yes, I did. Okay. I graduated high school, and then in this building, this fine building we're in, wow. I used to go to college here, Mercy College. Oh, so you did go to college? Wow. Yeah, this is the this. I was actually the first class to start their graph design program in this building. Wow. Yeah. That's major. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a fact. Every, um, yeah. Everything I'm saying is fact. Yeah, everything. At what point? Okay, did you discover technology? Because if, if I'm not mistaken, the internet came out what in the '90s. Did the internet come out? No, the internet been out for a long time, but um, they they used to have something called uh, internet. I believe came out in the '80s, yeah. late '70s or early '80s. Right. But it has something. They used to have something called Prodigy, and Prodigy was a site where you what was not a site, but it was an application right. that you would put. It was on a CD or or on a floppy floppy disk. Mm -hmm. None of y'all probably know what that is. Yeah. And you would install it into your computer, and it would allow you to get online. Right. It was like dial up, mm -hmm. like that, and then. Yeah. America, it was kind of a little difficult to use and access was hard. Then American Online came and they, they used to send CDs to everybody's house. I'm sure you know, oh, yeah, if, I if you know, you for know. Sure, yeah, it's late 90s for me. They, that was the problem. People didn't have access to um, to Prodigy. So American Online found a way to give everybody access to, to uh, the CD, to the application. Mm -hmm. And they started American Online. That's how they became big because everybody was able to get online through American Online. So what was that moment for you where you got into, did, did your technology fantasy start with like video games or like what was it that you said, you know what, this is what I want to do? It was Photoshop. Photoshop. Photoshop for my brother's computer. My brother used to let me use his computer and I used to um, I used to, uh, to actually make different graphics, whether I was making logos or flyers, I was right. making all these different things on Photoshop mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't a good drawer. So... If I wasn't a good drawer, the only the best thing to do is do digital media. So mm -hmm. digital media allowed me to visualize things and put it into play because I wasn't able to draw it, but I was able to make it in in, in Photoshop. That's genius. And that's when I really that was the moment when I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. What when was this? Like 14 years old. 14 years old. Wow. Yeah. You already had it mapped out what you exactly you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, we from Greenberg. Most of our first jobs was at the center. Mm -hmm. Um, not mine. Not yours. Okay. Where where did you? Uh, my first job was at Sport Time USA. Elmsford. Um. Yep. Elmsford, New York. Um. Yeah. I I work. That's my to this to the date. God willing, I'll never have to do work work a job again. But to this to this date, that's the longest job I've ever had. I worked there for five years. At how how old were you when you started working there? Fourteen to nineteen. Fourteen to nineteen. Wow. You, you worked that young back then. Wow. Yep. That's dope. I was and I was going to basketball practice on um um on a on a, on a uh, at uh. I was going to basketball practice during the week, mm -hmm. and then I would do um, the, when our games was on the weekend. I couldn't go. I couldn't um, go to work, but I would work on the weekends, two day, two or three days a week. Mm -hmm. But it was dope because they allowed you to. They, they were doing some crazy shit. Yeah. They would allow you to work from like nine o'clock in the morning to like nine o'clock at night. As fourteen a, years old. Yeah. So wow. I, I would do like I would do twenty four hours. I would do like twelve hours shifts, twenty four hours on a weekend, and then I would get the late shift on Friday. Like yeah. I, so, I would go in from like five to like ten. What so gave you like this work hours ethic a week. at 14 years old? Did you were you four? Did you have to work or, or was like, you, like yeah? I want, 14. I, we I, thinking I, about just playing sports all day and running around, going yeah. to poppies and 14 years old. You know, you yeah, like, that was that wasn't me. I, I was I, I liked yeah. to. Uh, I mean, I was I was having fun and you know doing things doing like I was playing basketball, and working sports time. You was all right. I remember. No, that. I was I, I wasn't great, but yeah. you know. I, Listen, my job is to get it done. For sure. I could say I did it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That was my goal, right? I, I got to hang out with my friends mm -hmm. and I got to play basketball and it, and it was cool, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, um, it wasn't like 
trying to be the best. I knew I wasn't going to the NBA, so yeah. and I wasn't tall at the time either. So I, I didn't know I was gonna be six six. Maybe I would have invested more time into my skills of basketball. But nah, um, I, I was like five three, five four. Yeah, I was small. I was a small guy. Mm -hmm. um, and then I shot up in like eleventh grade. I shot up like a foot. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know. So I would. I would do what I needed to do. So sure. I, I liked Jordans. I liked you know nice things. I liked technology. I was yeah. buying computer parts. It was a, a, a wow. computer show at, at um, a, um, Westchester County Center every yeah. every like once a month. Yeah. And I would go there every once a month to wow. buy computer parts and build my first computer. Now, when you were doing these things, were you was you doing these things by yourself? Was you flying solo? Or did you have like a, you know, a friend or group that was doing these things with you, especially at that age? The last thing we, a lot of us was doing was going to the computer show. That's, that's mm. genius. Uh, who's yeah, unfortunately, my friends, my friends wasn't really into it. They didn't really like the computers, and they were like, you know, Sean. Sean was great in basketball, yeah. So he Sean. was playing basketball. Tawan, Tawan was the love. Everybody mm -hmm. loved him, so yeah. he was fresh. He yeah, was into fashion. Um, you know, Eric, my cousin, he was he was like nice and bald. Um, you know, rest in peace, Eric. Mm -hmm. um, Badar, another friend. He was he was just like he was he was doing football. He was doing he was just like everything. Yeah, you know, rest in peace to beat all that. And, you know, like that was my like click, you know what I'm saying? And then the other Jamal, yeah, um, he was he was a get money dude, but he mm. was getting money a little different. It looked a little different for him. A lot of bit different, for and, sure. And he he was also a ladies man at the time. So he was doing, you know, not that he isn't now, but yeah, no, no, he was yeah, doing his thing. Right. So they all had different interests. Mm. And, and then Tiffany, Tiffany was, you know, doing her thing. Like, you know, she Female, was so, yeah. but nobody was really into like computers except yeah. me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't into video games. I felt like me playing video games, I'm spending that time, I could be doing something else. It's not productive. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't good at it. So I just said, I was good at computers. For having that, I'm just fascinated with that, with that mindset at that age. That's, that's, you don't, mm -hmm. you don't see that too much, especially back in them times, maybe more so now. You got, mm -hmm. I mean, kids making it's easy millions now. of dollars. You got a phony, in. my yeah. son is 10 months, 11 months old. He got an iPad in his yeah. hand. Yeah. You're pressing buttons, unlocking it and stuff. Yeah. So, Sports time. At what point did you say, you know what, I'm not, I'm going to make this my full-time profession. What business venture did you go in that said, that took you from working a nine to five? Because it sounds like to me, just from hearing your story and knowing you, you didn't really have nobody to lean on. You didn't yeah. really have nobody that was going to take care of you. No, no plan B where, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to go to work this week. I'm going to go, you know, you, you, there was no plan B. It was just you. And me knowing you now, you're definitely the head of a lot of campaigns and you help a lot of people out, but it doesn't mm -hmm. sound like you had that. So at what point, that's a risk. At what point did you make that decision and say, I'm not gonna work no more, this is what I'm gonna do. And did you do that while working? Or did you do it safely or did you just yeah, go turkey I mean, it? People, I mean, I'm not against a job, right? Um, right? You, Obviously, I want my freedom. I wanna be able to do what I wanna do. Of course. but. You have to use your job as your first investor. Mm. That that is a place where you can sell your time, and you get back money. So I'm gonna give this job 40 hours, and they're gonna pay me a certain amount for those 40 hours. Mm -hmm. I take I take I take that income, and I invest it in other things. Now I wasn't proficient in stocks at the time, so I wasn't invested in stocks, but I was invested in myself. Whether I was invested into uh, digital courses. Mm -hmm. I was investing in, investing into equipment, but always investing into myself into bigger things. Mm -hmm. I knew that this wasn't my final destination with my job. Right. That was just a destination, a stop that I had to go to 
just to get to my next stop. Yeah. And whether it was working at Sport Time where I got fired, then I went to Home Depot, I went to Crate and Barrel, I went to a few other jobs, but I was getting other, and I was doing multiple jobs, just trying to get as much as money mm-hmm. as possible to, to get to my next goal, right? right? My best thing that I would ever say is that I always put goals in place and I would write them down. The thing about it is if you don't write your goals down, they're never real, right? Mm. If you say that's what I want to do, okay, but you're going to forget. But if you write a goal down and you put it on your wall where you see it every single day, you're always reminded of what you're doing it for. You have to remind yourself what you're doing it for. Now I get a remind. That's why I'm in front of the camera now because now I have a whole different meaning, a whole different uh, yeah. uh, 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 fire under my ass. Mm-hmm. I wake up every morning to my son and he's like, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. I can't go sleep on my, my brother's couch no more. That's yeah. not an option. Right. Because now I got a family. Right. So I gotta I'm it's a whole nother yeah. meaning and reason for yeah. the, for doing playoff, things now. Playoff time. Yeah. Um it sounds like, like I said, just very self-motivating. And mm-hmm. that's not easy to be it's self-motivated. Not. It's like, not like like give the viewers, you know, some some tips on how to stay self-motivated, because a lot of us are only motivated by competition. Mm-hmm. Which kind of it sometimes you'll create situations and create narratives to keep competition active, or some people are, are motivated by trauma. It's a lot of different things, but to just say this is what I want to do, like I said, this is before you had the kid, mm-hmm. this is before you had the family, you just you just you just, you just did it. Well, it goes it goes on it, like tough. you you gotta have you gotta have some type of passion in something, right? Okay, I think everybody right. got a passion in something, mm-hmm. right? Um. You got to figure out what's your passion. One of my passions was is, is a free like living nice. I, I've been having I've had luxury. I was been in living luxury for a very long time. I know. You know what I'm saying. So once you once you touch like that type of lifestyle, you don't mm-hmm. want to go back. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, I went on a private plane. You think I want to go on a coach plane anymore after I went on? So yeah. now in my mind, I had to write down. I need to be. I need to have a. I own a private jet. Damn. By a certain time, it has to happen. Yes. Or it has to happen. Cause I seen it, and I and I experienced it. I can't undo that. Yeah. So now I, I have another gold in, in place, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't care about owning a plane. I didn't care about owning a boat and a yacht until I experienced those things. Mm-hmm. So now those become goals in my life. Those become things that I, I want to um, achieve in my life, right? Mm-hmm. But once I went into a nice um, place, a nice uh, uh, house, I said, "Shit, <laughs> I was just dirty. It's a project. No and, Oak Street. You know baby. what I'm saying? It's like roaches and mice. Sure. Yeah. All these things I had to live with, I thought it was normal. It was, it was, it was, see, nothing's normal, normal, but that was my normal. Yeah, absolutely. That was my normal, yes. right? So I had to, that was all I knew. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of people in, in the places I grew up, grew up, grew up in, they stay in these little a four mile radius zone. Mm-hmm. They never travel outside of it. And this is what they, this is their normal, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know anything outside of it. And they see the things on the, on TV they see, they think it's not real for them. It, it can't be them. My thing is when I see it on TV, it, I could I, I see it now. Absolutely. I could I could achieve it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They look like me, they dress like me, they talk like me, then and they got these nice things, then why can't I? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was my my, my motivation. Like, like even Jamal, right? Jamal, I don't know if I should say this, but he's the first person to show me like a million dollars in cash, right? Mm-hmm. Literally. First person. Most people would hate on that. Yeah. That inspired me. I said, what? Yeah. 
I could do it. Yeah, yeah. I could do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he showed me, he showed me it's real. So, like, once you show me something, it's, it's hard for me to forget it. Right. And it gives me that inspiration, gives me that motivation. Yeah. And that's one thing about me. Like, I, I love when my people are doing great. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love, me I too. love seeing my guys show up in this and do this and do that because now it inspires me to do it. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that's why I like to get you guys, like when I get, like anybody, I like to talk about, like, you know, the the hard part because I feel like the more successful you get, we start, I don't know if this is the word, we start dehumanizing you people and start thinking, you know, you guys don't go through some of the same things we go through, same feelings, same emotions, same trials, same tribulations, <clears throat> same insecurities. It's mm-hmm. all, we all people. So now... It, it, it makes somebody watching you that's from where you from, they can say, damn, Mike is just like me or reminds me of me. Mm-hmm. If not been in worse predicaments than I have, mm-hmm. there's no excuse why I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what was your first uh, business as far as media outside? Okay. So you did the flyers. Once you got out of that, uh, what was uh, your second lucrative uh, media business or business was for yourself? Web development. I was, I was doing web development for people because... I started doing, you know, graphic design and flyers and stuff, but you only could get but so much, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, from from making flyers, right? You'd right. have to you have to service a lot of clients because I'm only getting fifty to hundred dollars per per thing I'm doing. So I have to service a lot of clients to in order to get that. But I only can service but so many clients mm-hmm. because you're doing manual labor to each thing. Mm-hmm. But it was cool though because it allowed me to get my freedom back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, my next thing was doing web development, and I was trying to figure out. You know, I started off charging a lot of money and it was it was cool to to charge, you know, a lot, but I wouldn't be able to get a lot of customers to pay me three thousand, five thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand. They didn't really businesses didn't have it. And the local entrepreneurs that I was dealing with, they definitely didn't have it because they're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I was I was thinking of a way of how can I be um how can I help your business um get what it needs and you able and you're able to pay me something that I can uh, I can afford I can afford to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That it's worth it to me. Right. And I came up with a strategy to to say I need a hundred businesses paying me a hundred dollars a month or more, right? Depending on what they needed. But right. I started off at a hundred dollars, so now they have a website, they're able to receive money online, to right. take money and all these different things I created, right? Mm-hmm. And I was able to get to like hundred and forty people paying me a hundred dollars a month. Wow. I was able to have a hundred thousand I, I said I want to make six figures. When, that's what I was able to do. Now they six figures, and um, it was it was like residual income. But it started with my other friend where he had a residual income. Um, he had four hundred people paying him a hundred dollars a month. Right. I'm like, wow. That's how I seen the, the vision. I'm like, yeah. oh. I said I need to change my shit up, make my shit residual, yeah. so I can get more more clients, more customers, and make more money. And that's that was my first um thing to make making real money. What year was this? 2004, 2005, 2005, ninth grade. 2005, not, oh, you was in ninth grade? Yeah, and okay, yeah. so how did you go about marketing that, especially in them days when the internet's not too much social media? Go, I was actually, no, I don't I don't remember social media. It was just really like meme. Mm-hmm. That was like instant messenger and stuff like that. You know, yeah, maybe go next. How would you even find in clients? Craigslist? Like, what was that process? Like, business cards? Definitely Craigslist, too. But the first clientele I, I focused on was the clientele I was already doing flyers and stuff for. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing flyers for local promoters. I was doing flyers for, like, the cleaners. I was doing flyers for all these different type of businesses. But they didn't have websites because, you know, it, it wasn't known to have a website. 
But what if I told you, what if I showed you value? What if I went to you and I said, what if you can, what if you have a website, right? And they could pay you online. So now if you, a cleaners business say, right? Mm -hmm. What if, what if I was telling you like, you can, you can set up a, a, a membership, right? Where they can bring such a, such amount pounds of clothes a mm -hmm. month and they'll pay you a certain amount of money, right? Would that be, would that be a value to you? If you can have a client where you don't have to worry about they coming in or not? Now you have a, a, a membership service. They're paying. They're paying you say fifty dollars a month. They can bring fifty pounds of clothes in, and you got them whether they bring their clothes in or not. You got fifty dollars a month coming to them. Does that interest you? Wow. Wow. They're like, yeah. and that's what I would do. And that's just to, just to hear you speak. That uh, you just really society. You can't let society dictate your pace. Like you said, the school system would have wrote you off. I'm listening to you now, mm -hmm. and you sound like a you know a professor with a PhD. And at Thank the end you. of the day, back in 04, I remember them days like the block was flooded with mostly sanitation workers. I remember I used to see you, the George Langhorns, everybody getting off work with their reflective vests on, and you'll pull up and. Nobody had no no fucking clue like what you, I did, right? that you was doing this. Yeah, it's like, that's what crazy, the hell? Like, yeah. I'm almost mad because I'm like, damn, if you would have been seeing these things back then, I might not so, even work for the town of Greenberg. Because like yeah. I said, that's like that was the goal coming up. Get one of them town jobs. It's unfortunate that that people would say, like, you know, that was your that was your that was your your ceiling. Mm -hmm. Like getting yeah. a town job. Because just think though, all the people that had a town job, they had houses, they yeah. had, you know, they were making really great money. Yeah, for sure. So that but that was our ceiling, yeah. And that's unfortunate that they're saying this is our ceiling. That we make a hundred, uh, we get to because you make like seventy. You start off yeah. like seventy, eighty, yeah. eighty thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. That's good money, right? That ain't that ain't bad money. Yeah. But that shouldn't be our ceiling. You made that, that month. Fuck you, mean? a day. Nigga. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, listen, I man, listen, and that was back then. No, no, no. But no, real talk though. Like you can't really look at it. Like you, you have to look look above that. You ha you have to have no ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's no ceiling for me. I, a billion dollars ain't even a ceiling. I want a trillion dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I got to start one place, take one step at a time. Don't try to like look so far ahead because you'll get discouraged yeah. and you won't get it. You won't even get right here. Mm -hmm. But I take one step at a time. Like I, I wanted to make a million dollars in a month. I make a million dollars in a month. I want to make ten million dollars in a month. Then I make ten million dollars. You know, it just you you slowly pro, um go pro, progress, 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 and and that's what I've been able to do. You know, now I made my goal to like that private jet. Man, that was crazy. Yeah, I didn't even have to go through security or nothing. I just drove up to the plane. <laughs> Yo, I drove up to the like I drove into the airport. It got on the plane. Drove up it was to an Uber. Or something. Drove up to the plane and walked up the plane. I'm like Troy. Yo. Yo, we don't have to go through no security. What are you doing? Like, this is crazy. Bring I was bazooka on yeah, that Jake. Yeah, bro. I was like, this is this is how I have to travel. Yeah. But see, then I found a hack. And I put I put Troy and Rashad and ASO on um ASO onto this the other day. You pay $300 and they come pick you up at the, in front of the airport in a Porsche and they take you to the plane. Man, listen, man. Shit, it's crazy. I was a hack. Hey, man. So. Say, man. We got to. It's time to go. We on go time. I was like, I can't afford the private right now. Yeah. But I could afford 300 to pull me up, bring me up. Right so there, you, yeah. you you get dri driven right up to the plane. Yeah, we use baggage claims. Yep. So it's called Delta VIP. That's yeah. that's a gem right there. Yeah. Everybody, got, I shouldn't have said, shouldn't have said you it. You should have said it's not this normal podcast. Nah, then you gotta nah, get a nah because now everybody gonna use it and it's, it's not gonna, they're gonna take it away. It's gonna water that. Now nah, they it's, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well stop it. You, you, you have some powerful guys now, man. Now y'all can make phone calls and set up conferences. You can go sit down with the Pope if you wanted to, love. So, you know. <laughs> Arms long, man. You got to pull like tug of war now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with that mindset, as far as always aspiring for more, do, do you sometimes fall into maybe a state of minor depression if you have like a slow month? 
Because that with that that constant, I want this, 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 this. Sometimes life alters. It has plans of its own. Mentally, is that something that you know affects you if you don't meet a quota or if you don't have the month that you intended or that you planned for? Well, How does that work for you? The unfortunate part about me is, in my mind, um, I would never be satisfied, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I always want more. Right. If I get this car, I want this car. If I get this house, I want, like I just showed you, I live in a really nice you house, did, yeah, right? Too. But I want this house, you know what I'm saying? Right. I always want more. Mm -hmm. That's always been my thing, and then that's always been driving me. I know, like, if I get into, if, if I put myself in an uncomfortable, that's the thing. People have to be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. They have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I am uncomfortable being in front of the camera. But I had to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. In order to grow, you have to do things that are out of your norm. For you sure. got to do things that are, you are not used to, mm -hmm. right? That are you not comfortable with. Right. You can't grow if you don't break a barrier. Yeah. Like I'm breaking a barrier in myself. Like this yeah. is new to me. This is this is a, 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 a red, journey John. that's taken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. right? So you I see it. like so once 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 I'm I'm in an uncomfortable thing, I go harder. I, I say this is not this is uncomfortable. I gotta get to a comfortable place. It's not gonna break so me. if I get to if I get to a place where I'm I, I'm I'm stretching myself thin, that may, that puts my back on a wall and I just drive so much different. Like mm. I drive harder. I go like right now my vision's like people be talking mm. shit and all this shit. Like I didn't even know like people were saying certain things about certain things that I was a part of. I didn't even know because I'm the, I'm yeah yeah, yeah. I'm. McDonald's coming. You starting to remind me of BR right now. No, nothing, BR nothing, nothing is taking me off this vision. That's why when Tyler Perry said it at the Invest Fest mm -hmm. um, two years ago, I was like, "Shit, right. that be me." Like, yo, it's true though. When you when you got a vision to to get to like here, right. and other things are stopping you, and you got to take your time off to do to deal with that, it's taken away from getting you getting here. Right. You you can't you can't focus on other things if you want to get here. Yeah. You got to just Lock into here yeah. and you keep going. Right. That's it. So that's that's a champion mindset, a legendary mindset that we've seen athletes uh that mindset of just drive, drive, drive the most the uh the worst conditions make make a champion. And like I said, I'm a boxing fanatic. Mm -hmm. So I watch all of like the Who's your favorite boxing. <sighs> My favorite boxer. of all time. That's tough, man. I'm a huge fan of Winky Wright. Winky Wright. I'm a huge fan of Winky Wright. A lot mm -hmm. of guys, you know, sleep. I'm a huge, I'm a huge uh fan. Of, I'm a supporter. I don't really like the word fan. I'm a huge supporter of Winky Wrights. But like when you watch when I watched these things, what you just said, it just like I said, I we watch the behind the music, we watch the behind the gloves, all these documentaries, and they all have one thing in common, and that's that mindset. All of you guys that made it through plateaus and made it through situations that would have broke 90% of the universe have that mindset. So mm -hmm. that's dope. That's that's something I'm going to take that gem and, and put that in my pocket when yeah. uh, next time I'm having You definitely got time. the mindset. You got the same mindset because you ain't stopped. You, episode 2021? Yeah. Something like you that. ain't stopped. Yeah. You, 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 stay, you see. I got to thank y'all because that whole vision, it, it, it started with you guys. I mm -hmm. never like had a podcast because that's uh, we got this huge misconception like, a favor is a favor. There's plenty of ways to give back. You mm -hmm. even being on doing this, y'all holding us down at investors. Those is don't focus on the size of the favor. Focus on the favor. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be doing doing none of that. I'm following y'all leads, and I'm I'm running into some of y'all old footprints from 2019. It's like oh, okay, as I hit a new door, I 
I could feel it. I was like, oh, yeah. shit, okay, this, this is like, okay. So, yeah, 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 that's fire. At some point, you start fooling around with the cameras, take a flick. That was a huge part <laughs> of my late teens to early 20s. Take a flick. Yeah. So at what point did you you get past that and say you get into the camera? Because it sounded like you just started doing everything. You went from managing yeah. websites to what made you even want to get into the camera work. Back to Jamal again. He um we did a, a cookout at his house in 2006. I was there, 17. And I was trying to do photo shoots um just before that. And I was doing a little bit of them. So I had a camera, right? I bought a camera, I bought a light, I bought a backdrop. And I was just taking pictures and stuff, right? But I wasn't really doing it like heavy. I was just doing it like, you know, I had a couple um, girls that I would know that want to take pictures. Mm -hmm. So I would take pictures, but so I had a camera. Um, he had this cookout and I I, I brought my camera. And I said, let's we'll see what it is. Right. And it was called soulfly.net at the time. I, you know, I, I create businesses around everything. Like, so I created a place where you can go, soulfly.net. I had cards. I was giving cards out to everybody at the cookout, mm -hmm. and they would go and get their picture on SoFly.net. <sighs> um, so I was like, I tried it, you know what I'm saying? And this is, I didn't even know about like talking New York or none of this stuff. I tried it, and it, it, it was like, it was dope. It was a hit. Everybody loved the pictures. It was cool. I was like, I could do this. I said, let me see if there's any sites um, online that do this, like, so I can get some money from this. Cause I, I didn't really know how to monetize it. So, mm -hmm. um, I found Talk New York. I hit him up on Craigslist. That's another way to market. Craigslist was, and um, he hit me up, connected. I started taking pictures in a club. And I learned the whole entire business. Again, your first employer, your, your employer is your, um, your first investor. Mm -hmm. You got to take financial, um, um, you know, uh, uh, financial finance. You got to take money, for monetary um, advice from it. Mm -hmm. You got to take educational advice and just experience mm -hmm. all these different things you got to take from your employer. There's a lot of business things you can learn in your business, right? Um, they, they are, they are operated, right? And they're making money to operate. How do they make money? How do they monetize what they're doing in your business, right? How do they promote in their business, right? There's certain aspects in your business in every single business that you need to learn because that you might take one or two things from that business and put it into your own business. Right. And that's yeah. what I was able to do. Yeah. I was able to learn the nightlife photography business and I took it into my business and brought it to Westchester and started Take a Flick. Mm -hmm. That was nice. Take a Flick. Good, good, good era. Um, how long did you uh, were you operating with Take a Flip? Was that like I probably was doing it for out? three. Actually, um, yeah, I was doing it for three years. My part, my partner, the partner who invested in, into that idea was Jamal, um, too. Like, damn, I'm Shout talking out about to Jamal, Jamal man. man. Shout out to Jamal, man. Yo, he getting a lot but, of love in this but episode. This is good because you know these is names you, we, you know, yep. the average consumer might not hear about that yep. played a part in planting the seeds. Yeah, so to a lot was, of this shit, it was like three years. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a crazy success because I was still managing so many things. And that's that's the problem too is like you have to learn how to say no in right. business yeah. and you have to you have to learn how to not put make your plate full. You close some of them tabs. You you, you, tabs you, you, you got to take one you master one thing you 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 master or complete one thing and then you go to the next. Right. When you start uh eating a little bit of food on this plate, eating a little bit of food on this plate, eat, now you just you end up having 10 plates mm -hmm. and none of them get eaten. So, so you, you have to just eat one plate first mm -hmm. and then go to the next plate. Yeah. But like, look at Earn Your Leisure. Right. We, we, we mastered the Earn Your Leisure plate, right? Mm -hmm. And now look how many more different plates and businesses we have. Yeah. 
off of it yeah. because we and it all grows. It technically grows from Rashad's Instagram. That's technically the first plate of Earn Your Legion. Mm-hmm. When 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 Rashad got to like 50,000 followers, how much easier it was gonna be to promote something? Yeah. Much easier. For we sure. didn't really start at zero. Yeah. We started with Rashad's um fifty thousand followers. Mm-hmm. We took those followers. Implemented into Earn Your Leisure, and then Earn Your Leisure grew um, exponentially faster because we already had an audience. Yo, 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 it's your host Spanks of the Nothing's Normal podcast, and today I'm introducing the world's first THC seltzer water, ladies and gentlemen. This right here, this is this serves the purpose of you get high, sip around the kids, uh, you don't got to worry about nobody being in your business, nobody sniffing you out, you got to be trying to hide it with the cologne and all that, uh, this overstinking. Um, this also serves as a good uh, breath refresher. I know me, when I smoke, I gotta drink something. So now you, you kill two birds with one stone here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, me, my personal favorite, I like this mango joint. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm from the tropics, I'm a tropical brother. And listen, I'm 200 pounds plus. I could chug down some beer. One of these, I'm fried, died, laid to the side, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, don't forget, uh, over here, nothing's normal. We are under the Polymath Network, so of course you get a discount by using promo code POLY20. Don't worry, if you're having trouble with the spelling, I got you. P-O-L-Y, the number 2020. Promo code, get you a discount. Also, kids, stay in school. If you're not 21, uh-uh, go get your Gatorade. Legally highest seltzer water, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. Before we get all the way into Earn Your Leisure, talk about the importance of a team. Because what's unique about Earn Your Leisure as far as the the main faces, including even including Smalls, you guys each brought something to the table already. Mm -hmm. Like you each had your own individual goals and then combined talents. It's more like a a super team of guys who just knew each other for for 20 years. You got you, you outside, you've always been media savvy, technology mm-hmm. savvy. You got Smalls is coming with Smalls is coming with a lot of popularity. Uh, some chicken. You got Troy. He's very well spoken, articulate. Mm-hmm. He's good with people. He's a good people person. People like to talk to him, so he's good for that. Then you got Shadi, who just always had it in his mind, like, okay, I want to take, I want to do this, this financial uh, advisory thing, and take it to the next level and be a superstar at it. So. Talk to the people about the importance of having a team like that where everybody's already got their foot to the pedal in another lane and then we we just meet at the rest stop and we I mean it, it's the same important. it's the same thing like the saying that goes, you can go far by yourself, mm-hmm. but you can go even further with a team. Yeah. Right. And we've been fortunate to grow our team internally mm-hmm. with our friends and our family. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to trust people when you when you hire within, like your 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 your, your, uh, your group, right. your core, and we was able to, uh, you know, my brothers, right? It was sure. it was easy to put them on, right? Because I put them on with the things they were doing already for right. somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So why not Bam's doing logistics? Why not he handle the logistics for Earn Your Leisure? Definitely. Rich is doing. Um, Editing and video product, um, video editing, graphics, and all that. Mm-hmm. Why go outside of that? Just hire, hire him, yeah. right? Um, Beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, like AB. AB, genius. He was just AB was very, very well intelligent, very organized, mm-hmm. um, and his work ethic was out of this world. Unmatched, right? So why? And and he was around Troy for a big, big part time. of his life, yeah. right? So he was kind of mentored by someone that was 
our cloth. Mm-hmm. It was it was cut from the same. So he was cut from the same cloth. For sure. Um, so um, why not put him in a place where he can learn and grow within the company? Absolutely. Now he's probably the, the the biggest CEO in the game, yeah. COO in the game, right? I believe so. So so it just we it was everything was like naturally grown. Yeah, it was all natural. Organic. Yep. Yeah, Organic. you know. Uh, Danielle, um, Troy's wife, she was in human resources. She was a part of the corporate structure. Mm-hmm. Why not have her continue that corporate structure in us and teach us how to put our, our cor- how she knows how it looks. She yeah. takes that corporate experience and put it into our, into our company. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now she's see. a CFO, mm-hmm. right? So all these different things played a part. Like we just, we just used our resources in front of us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we try to look for resources outside of us, but what we really want is really literally right in front of us. Yeah. And that's what we did. We didn't go too far out. Now, as obviously as we grow, we grew, we had to get other people like like B, our our, you know, he's our video guy that like that we would hire all the time and he was nice. He's the first person that I've ever seen take footage and literally 30 seconds later he got a clip. I've never seen nothing like that because he's he's shooting and editing right away. Shooting and editing. Never seen nothing like that in my life. He's the first person that ever did it. Take notes, man. Crazy. <laughs> and then you got Ty. Ty, somebody else came along the Shut thing, up, right? Flat um, so it was just like we started to grow. We want we want to get to this level, this level, this level. But you need this. Your team is gonna. The face is gonna get. It's gonna be more faces. Things are gonna change. So that was what we were able to do. Like, and, and you're only as good as your team. And our team is real core, and it just it just grew and it grew and grew and it's, and it's still growing. Yeah. Now that's great. That's that's honestly. That's great. That's as great as if you could your, your business partners it can also sit down at your Thanksgiving table. Mm-hmm. You know, that's amazing. Often what I'm starting to see is business is business. And you know the saying, it's oh it, it sometimes it can get sticky doing business with those that's close to you because mm-hmm. now you can't always uh it, the pull-up process becomes different because there's emotion involved. Anytime yep. you add emotion in business, you know, you, you might alter the business model because of how you feel. And we're dealing with our loved ones. We're dealing with love. So do you find it tricky sometimes doing business with your family? No, because you said you said it, you said it right. Business is business. And right. you gotta understand this. Yeah, we friends, yeah, we family, but it's business. Mm-hmm. Um it's a it's a it's a bigger, it's a bigger picture than this this th- personal. Like no one, like I made a post, no one gives a fuck about your problems, right. right? And that's some real shit. Like I had to go to market Mondays, right? I'm on a plane and my, my fiance texted me, my son has 105 degree f- fever. I'm not gonna say no one cares about it, but no one really gives a fuck about my problems. I still had to go to market Mondays and make sure I did fulfill my, my obligations to market Mondays, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my son's at home at 105 degree fever and he, got, and he got lipses purple and shit. I'm like bugging the fuck out. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's business, right? Mm-hmm. My personal life is my personal life, but I'm a professional, yeah. and I perform in a professional um atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I can't really let anything outside of that affect my business, mm-hmm. because this business is providing for my son to be able to go to the, to the doctor. Yes. It's providing a house for my 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 son. It's providing food for my son. So I had to put my my fiance's there. She had to make sure she he was good, and I got to make sure my side is good. We all have parts to play. Yes, earn your leisure. My part was in the back, providing media services and marketing services and doing what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. That was my part. My part wasn't to be a celebrity, to be in front and be in this and be in that. 
That's the problem sometimes. People get that fucked up where they think that, you know, oh, he's this, he's this, he's big, he's big, he's big, da da da, da. Like, you know, oh, I want to be big. I want to be big. Nah, bro. That's not how it works. Everybody mm -hmm. has a part. Yeah. The part, And that part was Rashad and Troy had to be the biggest in the financial media space. And that was it. And when you see their face, you see my face. I don't have to be there, 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 there. When you see them, you see me. Cause I'm a product of that that um that 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 product right, right. or that that brand mm -hmm. right I'm I'm in that DNA that earning allegiance in my DNA so but people get that mixed up where they want to be the big guy the big guy nah that's that's not how that's not how we work we knew everything 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 how it had to be and how it had to work and that's how it had to work that's important that you're saying that and I'm glad somebody of your caliber and stature is saying that because mm -hmm. you know when it, when you're dealing with a team. Any, if you just compare it to basketball, when the center starts worrying about how many assists the point guard got, and the point guard starts worrying about how many rebounds the center got, and then the the, the power forward is worried mm -hmm. about it, that's when things I feel like just get so tricky. And like I said, the public is gonna always have a narrative. Mm -hmm. You can't prove everybody wrong. You can't prove everybody right. You just gotta focus on what is. Fuck what everybody else thinks. So I'm glad you mm -hmm. said that. Yeah, you can't you can't micromanage. Yeah, you know, once yeah. you micromanage, you can you, you only can grow. But so so big you are, yeah. like so like even me, right? Starting my own brand, it was my time, right? I, I waited four and a half years before I even I waited four years before I even thought about starting my own brand, right? But I start as as I felt, I felt like uh uh what's that word when I'm staying in one place? I felt stagnant. I felt like I wasn't growing. I felt like I, I needed I needed more. I needed something to be stimulate me, right? It, like I I, I achieved that. all these beautiful, nice things and stuff like that, but I wasn't growing in, in terms of myself, mm -hmm. right? So I needed to do something outside of myself to feel like I'm growing, feel mm -hmm. like I need more. So with my son being born and giving me that that ambition to to want more, right? Right? I said, you know what? I gotta, I gotta do more. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Let me start making videos. I started making videos. Now I'm booked in places to speak. I'm getting paid to speak now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm mentoring um, mentees and stuff, and coaching them, and showing yeah. them how to help, help them grow their business and, and get to the next level. 100%. All because I started speaking, started coming in front. Right mm -hmm. now, I can help more people. Now I can, like I, like I was saying, another person. Right, I have five thousand um, followers. Right, six thousand followers. I post my Ernie Alicia um clips, right? They might get four or five hundred um views. Yeah. Now I got forty something thousand followers. I see it. I post a clip, it's getting forty thousand views. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference. You dictate your own it, pace. It, 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 so now that my brand is growing, it's also helping Ernie Alicia grow even more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exposure, it's more exposure. Yeah. So you can't you can't like take away like the fact that your brand, you always need a personal brand because what with your personal brand, it'll help other things grow. The personal brand of Rashad helped earn your leisure grow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The blueprint was there. We put we laying this blueprint out yeah, for you. It's for like sure. if you don't follow it, it's like you see it's successful. Sure. You at least you know you get on, you get on, you get you get this blueprint, it's gonna be successful if you do it right. Right. You touched on your fiance. Talk about because I like I said, I have I've seen you guys touch on, you know, this word balance. And it's a big misconception with balance mm -hmm. as far as like, and to me, the only form of balance is understanding. Like you just broke it down. You, I'm a provider. This is how I provide. Mm -hmm. Your son has 105 fever. She's handling it. Mm -hmm. That's the balance right there, that understanding that is my it, fiance. Is it balance? 
Yeah, it is. I feel like it is because at the end of the day, if you're not where you at, you're not growing your brand. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not adding to the campaign that has you. You was already living a certain. So this may not apply to you as much because you was already living a certain type of lifestyle pre EYL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that you have been a, you guys created EYL, Earn Your Leisure, the lifestyle I definitely maximized. You've definitely mm-hmm. upped it. Yeah. So now there's things that need to be done. So yes, I do feel like the understanding of your fiance knowing my my my, my man is out doing this. I'm gonna do this because I feel like you know I, with, with society it's hard mm-hmm. to even find that once, especially if your job looks fun. Your job look fun as hell, even though this shit mm-hmm. that probably goes on behind the scenes we don't know about. It looks fun. Different cities traveling, you see the the reels and this that and the third. It could leave a partner feeling like okay, you just out having a ball and mm-hmm. I'm here with the duties. Is that how do you handle that? Well, first, the word balance. I don't believe in balance. I don't think it's, as an entrepreneur, there's no such thing as balance. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I could uh, balance my life, right? Yeah. Because today is going to always look different than tomorrow, right? You never mm-hmm. know what to expect. Yeah. So it's not about balance. It's just going with, going with what, what needs to be done, right? right. You, got, you got to focus on what needs to be done. In that term, in, in a sense where I had to go to market monies and my son had, a, I had to go here, right? I don't think it's necessarily balanced because she's doing handling this, this, and this. I'm handling this and this, 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 and this, but it's not equal. It's not equal at all. Like she feels like she's doing way more than for the baby, and I don't feel like I'm doing a lot for the baby because I need to be home with my son. So it's just you gotta handle, you gotta handle what you gotta handle at the time, right? And you gotta handle your priorities. <clears throat> Balance is not is irrelevant. It's just living your life and, and taking care of your responsibilities as they come. And, so do, oh. the word balance, I mean. So maybe because it's two totally different duties. Mm-hmm. She's with the baby. You're you striving. You working. You work. So it's not. If it's not the same. It's not even the it's same. Not balance. Yeah. There's no balance. Right. You know I what just, I'm saying? Yeah. So I just that's that's where the understanding piece. Y'all understand the job that needs to be done. Well. Well, in her case, she's she's a she's in a celebrity in her own right, right? Because she has yeah, yeah. she has students around the world, so she understands mm-hmm. what she understands our vision. Yeah. She knows what our vision um, looks like. She knows what the vision could do, and she knows how it's changing my life and changing her life and changing mm-hmm. all the other people's lives that we're affecting, right? right. So she under she she already bought into the vision before she even met me because she already knows what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? She's building a school in Africa. Wow. She knows what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? Her vision is just as big as ours. So it, it so she understands it. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm 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 with somebody that understands right. what we're doing. So that's that's why she's understanding because yeah. she's she's living in it as herself. And even if you wasn't, because sometimes you know that's where empathy comes in. You sometimes you might not be have to even go through something to be able to understand it. But it is better if you are. So it's, uh, let's talk about marriage in this industry. Mm-hmm. This, this, this industry, I, I don't feel like. I, there's no such thing as relationship friendly because you have everything is you know we have uh, control of our own actions, but talk about how it is. How do you some of the key ingredients to having a successful marriage, living the lives that both because you said she does her thing too, mm-hmm. living. What do you you know how? What are some key things that you know you guys do to maintain a healthy marriage? Respect, uh, protecting each other's boundaries. And respecting the boundaries, communication. There's gonna be times where you know you got to communicate with each other, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's certain it's gonna be uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. but it goes back to being uncomfortable with uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. right? 
And then talking about things and going to therapy, couples therapy, mm-hmm. per, um, individual therapy, uh, all those different things play a, a part in learning how to how to coexist. Right. Um, you yes. have to be yourself, but you also have to learn how to be yourself with that person. Yeah. And they have to accept the flaws that, that you are not going to change. Compromise. Compromise, right? Mm-hmm. So, so many different things play a part, but you have to buy into the division. What it is marriage to, to you? What does marriage mean to you? Uh, What's your definition of I think, I mean, personally, it's just a piece of paper. I think, I think um, that too. If, if you look in the Bible, um, if you look in the Bible and it says what marriage is, I think I'm already married. Yeah. Um, the paper came because it's a it's a government play, it's a tax right. play. Of course. So technically, I got down on one knee. I I, I gave I proposed to, to to my woman. I gave her a signal of my love. I put it on her finger, and that now we're married. Mm-hmm. Technically, I mean, I'm not I'm not a proficient in the Bible, but I think that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Somebody could correct me, let me know. But um, this this marriage licensing thing didn't play a part until you know until you know this time. So. Yeah. It's not really like so. Technically, I'm married. I mean, I live with my 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 fiance. Um, we we have a baby. We uh we do things together. We mm-hmm. we we have fun together. We cry together. We love together. Wife, yeah. Is it not like yeah, you know what I'm saying? It is. Yeah, definitely. I, I just want to you know everybody's definition is different. Yeah. I mean, we got this big. Well, marriage. One of the things I feel like I've never been married, so I'm speaking from outside the car. But have I you think, been engaged? Never. Never been. When engaged. you get engaged. See, like I said, with me, marriage for me is like, like I said, I feel like it's a piece of paper. So I, I don't, I, I don't think right now is the time, like for marriage, especially mm-hmm. with the way the world. People need to be led. We in a society where every, nobody sees anything for what it is. We have to hear it. Mm-hmm. So it's not really the time that this, this, what's going on with with entertainment and stuff and how men and women, because it's not one side. Is acting, I, I don't know. That's not something that I'm even too much looking forward to, really, mm-hmm. to keep it 100, just because of what's going on. And there's, my traumas are things I've seen married people do. So until I get over that, I don't know. But you never know. I'm not somebody that plans for these type of things, too. Whatever happens, I'm not against it. But I feel like one part that we le- that we don't focus on is the for worse part. When they say for better or for worse, we just, it's easy to maintain a relationship mm-hmm. when everything is going great. The for worst part is where it starts getting tricky. And that's the for worst part is what I had that has me hesitant about mm-hmm. marriage. Because, man, once people start feeling like they've been wrong, this this really love, this is the line, man. All it takes is a little bit of emotion for it to go to this color, to that color. Yep. That's scary. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just feel like. Marriage needs to focus on the for worse. That's when we need to do the most work when shit is mm-hmm. not great. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that, that's dope, man. My, uh, my Mike, man, you're about to be a married man, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Hopefully, man. I'm trying to make it happen. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. So earn your leisure. The biggest. The biggest. The greatest. Uh, at what moment that... What happened that that even form? How did Ernie Leisure form? Um, like I said, uh, Rashad was uh, building his brand, mm-hmm. and like as he built his brand, people started asking. He want more information because he was posting some really good content yeah. um, that no one ever posted the way he posted. So yeah. how he posted it was so digestible that people were starting to understand, like breaking down deals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when when they seen when the people seen all this. 
um, they start asking like for a podcast, like you don't have a podcast? Like I want to, I want to hear more. I want to hear more, whatever, whatever. So you keep hearing something, you start to listen. Um, and then he was like, yo, what's a podcast? Like, let's start. Let, I want to do a podcast. All right, let's do it. Is Troy up? Troy says, yeah, let's do it. Troy, Troy's down. That's, you know, the brothers, he's doing, sure. we're going to do, do whatever. Let's, let's go. And that's how really Earn Your Leisure performed. I mean, Earn Your, the name Earn Your Leisure came up with, Troy came up with it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And Rashad didn't like it. Nah. But it was trying to come up with a name and it just wasn't working, wasn't working. And it's like, sometimes the answer's right in front of you. Remember, focus on the resources that are in front of you. Yeah. You had, a, you had a, a hashtag that you're already using. Trust your campaign. Why not? Why not use it? Mm -hmm. It's catchy. No one has it. We can trademark it. All everything's available. Mm -hmm. Why not use it? And it happened to be like the best thing. Everything worked out. We made we made a lot of the right choices in the beginning from the start. Mm -hmm. And 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 once once we started, it just it just caught wind. It caught wind. It was crazy. Talk about funding, because that's in funding funding and sponsorship as far as starting a brand. Because mm -hmm. that's that's something that you know is what hinders a lot of people from flying the nest or taking that leap. Or did, were you guys self-funded? Because like I said, all, one thing about y'all, none of y'all ever just been flat broke niggas. Y'all niggas always kinda, not mm -hmm. even kinda, y'all always did different shit. And I was blessed at a younger age, fucking with Tails, him bringing me to the, to the table, pre-EYL, uh, seeing that, I, I knew off the rip that it was different. So funding, how did you go about that process of funding? It goes back to using the resources in front of you. Mm -hmm. Our cameras was our phone. It's right in front of me. We use it every day. It's a great camera. Mm -hmm. um, our sound guy, um, it was, a, it was a, a dude. I'm so mad that I don't, I don't remember his name. He's a cool dude too. But a, 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 a neighborhood friend, mm -hmm. he, would, um, he was doing our audio um, in the beginning. We used the resources that are in front of us. Um, and then we just... We kept growing. Mm -hmm. Then we started making money. Every dollar we would get, we would just put it back into the business. Yeah. Put it back into the business. Mm -hmm. Make a dollar here, put it back in the business. Yeah. And eventually, that pot gets bigger, and we're able to buy mics. We're able to buy lights. We're able to buy cameras. Mm -hmm. And and we just used the resources that I, that was in front of us. And if we had to fund a, a, a trip to go to an event, or we had to fund a, a place to rent, we would, we would fund who we had to fund. And little by little, we were able to get more and more and more, and then yeah, then we, we get there. It's what, earn your leisure. What was that guess? As we start to wrap it up, I want to hit about four more points. Who was the guess? Who was who did you guys come in cahoots with? Where it was like it's on now. That yeah. first moment. I think one of our first guests that was kind of dope was Al Harrington. Yeah, um, I like him. We because that was like our first like celebrity. I want to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he was. He was a dope dude, man. Mad cool, man. He's he's so down to earth. But he's an NBA player. He had an office, Viola, Viola. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like so, he he has a marijuana company. Yeah. Um, it was just that was like one of our first things, and like it's crazy because when we met him, we actually was almost about to, and we still haven't got this interview. It's crazy, but mm -hmm. we was actually had an opportunity to interview Mr. Biggs. Um, is that his name? Biggs? No, Biggs. Okay. From a uh, Rockefeller. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, so it was like, it was just so, it was like Damn. crazy because we interviewed him in LA, we in LA, we ran into um, Biggs' brother, Biggs' brother was like, yeah, yo, I rock with y'all, y'all have it, da-da-da, y'all dope, and now we're about to interview Biggs' brother. I think Troy had to go home 
um, he had to go home, so we really couldn't we couldn't do it. But it was that was the moment where I was like, I think that was the moment that I was like, we was on to something because we got we got like celebrities now, meaning like NBA players, and, right. you know what I'm saying? And and it just kept it just kept hitting. And then Rashad was Rashad was was very good at networking, right? Like he knew how to use his his the people that was close to him to get him attached to the people that he needed to be yeah, attached to. It, it, so he was really good at that. Like whether it was going through Instagram or going calling a friend, like he he was never afraid afraid to, to to go up to nobody and 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 shoot shoot for it. Like even when um the the dude from uh Houston. Uh what's what's his, what's the dude's name? So, I, you just said dude from Houston. Uh, the, the the number one guy in Houston. We talking about sports? No, no, no the, the street. Oh, oh, oh Jay Prince. Bit, Jay Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we we in a club <laughs> This guy's outside, walks outside the club. He's going like this with a with a glass, a wine glass. You know what I'm saying? And he got everybody around him. Yeah. And you know, Shotty made his movies. He was like, "Listen, the best time is now." I mean, so that was that was you know, never afraid to 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 try to elevate and go to the next level because if it ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be done, it ain't never gonna be done. So it had to be done. I mean, you gotta understand too, man. You guys. Got a little bit of street savviness to y'all. Y'all understand. Mm -hmm. Like I, I spent a lot of time around you guys, so the, to me, mm -hmm. it's not shocking when I see y'all around the Southwest teams and, like you said, the J Princes. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you oh, some of y'all fan Rashad fan. Y'all all got fan. It's 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 like I, said, I ain't gonna say too much, but it's very very. If you know how to maneuver in those type of situations, mm -hmm. where guys would be shocked, like hmm. How are these guys not running into any issues? Are they paying a tax fee? Or, uh, you know, what's going on to where they going in these places in, in these, these with these with these guys with some serious past and turning them into, you know. I text Troy, I text Troy and Rashad um the day when they were on Bloomberg. Yeah. In the morning. That was major. And then a couple hours later, they're on they're on um fourth um the 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 uh Dykeman. Yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah. any major corporation would die for that that type of effect. Our culture. That, like you you hit differently when yeah. we on Bloomberg in the morning, and then we on Dykeman a few hours later. Basketball game. How dynamic is that? Yeah, that's amazing. There's nobody in this world that ever did that in history of life. Yeah, no, never. We're on Bloomberg, bro. Yeah. We're on CSNBC in yeah. the morning. Yeah. Then we go into. Dykeman? Yeah. The same cast that was here going here? Kingpins. Y'all rubbing shoulders with, with the Bloombergs and Mayors and then from there do, to, to, to the Kingpins. That's, that's, do you know how yeah. many corporations would love to have that attachment to the community? Yeah, they can't do it. It's, it's unheard came in unheard on of. hoodies on. Y'all came in with EYL hoodies on. Like, listen. And we, we still got them that. on. Yeah. We ain't take them off. Yeah. yeah. It, might, it might change a little bit sometimes, yeah. but we still, we still, that's another thing with people too. They start making money and they stopped doing the things that got them to making money. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're doing to get money, you need to continue to do it, right? Now you got the money, you got to continue to, to do what you was doing that got you to getting the money. Yeah. Unfortunately, people forget about that. They stop doing the things that got them to the place they, they, they got to. And the people is what made us. Without the people, there's no earning leisure. Yeah. The people fell in love with what we were doing. They fell in love with that. You can touch Rashad. You could touch Troy. You could speak to them like they're regular people, right? You come up to an event, they're gonna talk to you. You come up to the street, they're gonna talk to you, right? That's unheard of, right? They we ain't we ain't gonna stop doing that. Just because they're up here don't mean you stop stop talking to the people. We're gonna continue to talk to the people. Rashad still does a, a monthly financial literacy call for EYL University. 
still to this day, right? You get an hour of this man's time that has he has so many other things to do, but he still puts out that hour because we were doing that before we had the money. We ain't gonna stop doing that now that we have the money. It's 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 wow, that's amazing. Um, shout out to EYL, man. Yeah, man. The last thing I want to touch on: conflict and controversy. Um, I feel like the more you grow, um, your old competitors take it personal. Mm-hmm. Um, because you outgrow them. You out, we're gonna use the word ops. The, the higher you grow, you gotta start watching who you even have controversy with because, like I said, you kind of sending the elevator down mm-hmm. for them and carrying them with you. I mean, there's, there's a crack, there's a crackhead right now somewhere in Chicago or North Carolina or wherever Michael Jordan is from that's still bragging about beating Michael Jordan one on one when he was ten years old. That happens. When you talk about now being in that light, you guys get the love outweighs the, the hate by two. Shout out to Kiss. Now it's getting to the point where, you know, I'm on the net. I see different guys, you know, uh, giving their opinions on y'all publicly. Mm-hmm. For me, that'll be, that's going to be the hardest hurdle for me. Um, because, you know, I got this habit of just wanting to step on shit. Like, you yep. fuck with me, I just want to step on you. But... If there's a pile of shit, if I step on it, I think me cleaning the mess up for me stepping on it uh, uh, is going to take longer than me actually stepping on the shit. So how do you guys, how do you deal with that now with the headlines of these major platforms, which is a sign of respect. It's actually uh, a crown. Anytime you get a guy like DJ Vlad and DJ Academics, guys with outside of you guys, gigantic media platforms mm-hmm. who now want to speak on you guys or even respond and that's actually a shout out in a way but you know how do you deal with that well i can speak for me personally um like i said in the beginning of this interview i have a vision and i'm looking over here i don't really pay attention to over here mm-hmm. um unless someone calls me and tells me that something's happening for sure i'm i'm really not going to know i'm just not going to know i don't really look in the comments um, if I see a negative comment, I go right by it and and go to the uh, next comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try, I try my best to not even focus on that. So I don't even, I don't pay, I don't pay no attention to it. So mm-hmm. it can't feed me if I don't pay attention to For it. Sure. Um, the other thing is that I look at other people that are very highly successful and how they react to conflict, how they how they act in business. Look at Jay Z when that thing happened in the in the elevator. Yeah. He didn't speak not once about it. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of controversy. Everybody's telling him that he has to talk about it, he has to speak about it, but he didn't. You know yeah. why? Because eventually it would be die down, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It died down. Nobody talked about it. You don't know if it even happened. Mm-hmm. It might have never happened, but because he didn't confirm it, it's it's not real. Mm-hmm. And if you if you address things, then it becomes real. Yeah. If you leave it alone, it dies down. Mm-hmm. Apple, another company, whenever they make mistakes, they never speak on it. Most of the time, they never speak on it. That's a major company. It's the biggest company. Mm-hmm. Whenever they do something wrong, they, 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 they don't mention it and they go to the next. Mm-hmm. They, leave, they, don't, they don't deal with controversy. Yeah. They have a vision of being the number one company in the world. That's all they focus on, mm-hmm. the being the number one company in the world. Not about this feature didn't work in the phone, this feature failed. They don't care about that. Oh, yeah. They fucked up. They keep going. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about it. Yeah. And that's how I'm always going to deal with controversy. Like someone gets on my nerves or someone affects me, which is 
pretty impossible. Um, but if if it did happen, I'm gonna folk, I'm gonna put my energy towards something else. I don't I don't I don't. It doesn't it doesn't energy. if it doesn't hurt harm me, mm-hmm. it don't hurt me. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's, that's a much that's a very, I'm pretty sure. Like like I said, for me, it'll be hard, especially like I said. I feel like with you guys. You guys kind of just came in, came in the crib, and you know, unannounced. Like, and a lot of people have a have a problem with that. But as we wrap it up, I just want to put this word out. You all seen some of the Invest Fest feedback. You know, we had a fabulous time at Invest Fest. I've never even been. To, I've been to a million concerts. I've never been to anything like that. And you know, there's a big uh, oh, the ticket price. This the ticket. Look, listen here, man. For one, there's this one guy. And our culture, you know, where we be at, where you from and where I used to, was always at, pocket watching is a sin. That's not what we do in our culture. It's not in our mm-hmm. culture to say, why are y'all paying this for this and not this for that? That's 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 like some of mm-hmm. the most lowest shit you could do as a hustler. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That's one. Two, at the end of the day, InvestFest to me was an opportunity to be around High grade people, we you compare if you talk about weed, you got top shelf. The high, the higher you want to get, the more money you got to pay. So InvestFest really gave regular guys like myself who work for the town of Greenberg a chance to be in arms distance with a guy like Diddy. I'm not gonna bump into him at Poppy's. I'm not gonna bump into him at Kennedy's. Mm-hmm. So we got to understand that. On top of edutainment, that's a form of entertainment. On top of education, we're not going to a concert and of see our favorite artists. We're not going to a Rihanna concert expecting her to throw a million dollars in the crowd. We're going for the experience. Mm-hmm. The tickets be expensive, and nobody criticizes the entertainers and the musicians for day prices. But y'all, seeing as y'all a, a, a educational entertainment company, mm-hmm. y'all get a lot of backlash. So I, I, that's that's just that's my final word. Well, well, well let me say this about InvestFest, um, or about any uh, conference, festival, anything that you can even imagine. Have you ever seen a more diverse lineup at any single event in mm-hmm. the history of the world? I've never seen nothing like InvestFest ever. So, ever. with that being said, Troy knows this, Rashad knows this, and Matt knows this, Shout and I damn man. sure know this. That you will never find a more dynamic lineup that has someone all the way up here, someone all the way down there, mm-hmm. and all these different people, over 20,000 people in this place to witness the things that happen at InvestFest. Mm-hmm. You will never, you've never seen it until today, yeah. until InvestFest. Yeah. So with that being said, anybody could say anything about it. Which again, I don't look at. Yeah, I don't hear. Sure, I didn't yeah. know people were even talking bad about it until like weeks later when someone called me mm-hmm. and they said, "Yo, you ain't you don't you don't bother. It's not bothered." I'm like, I didn't yeah, even know. Nah. I'm like, that shit was amazing. Yeah. Are you crazy? Like yeah. you had this whole situation of so many different people on a stage. One in two days, three days. It's amazing. You like if someone doesn't like it, I mean, you can't. You're not gonna please everybody. Yeah. But if you didn't like it. It's unfortunate you didn't get your money's worth if you felt like that. Mm-hmm. But that's on you because you didn't apply the information. You didn't apply the networking abilities. You didn't apply the resources. You didn't do your due diligence to make sure that you got your money's worth. Because 
we get we put up uh, an event on that allowed you to not only get your money's worth but also impact your life where you can multiply your life mm-hmm. in terms of finances in terms of relationships mm-hmm. in terms of yeah. information education mm-hmm. so the fact that you can say anybody can say that that event, that event wasn't a success that says a lot about that person yeah. and it's unfortunate that your mind is this small and hey. I, I I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this for you I'm gonna pray for you because <laughs> I'm gonna add that in my prayer tonight that I pray for people that are that put themselves in a situation where they can really benefit their life and they don't take that take that ability to benefit their life mm-hmm. they want to look at all the negative things about the, the situation and not focus on the positive mm-hmm. I'm gonna pray for you that you can change your mindset and you can look at the positive things in life and not focus on the negative things in life for sure yeah uh, that, that that was very well said because um it's, it's, it's crazy, like I said, when you just like, if people could do it, they would do it. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, if you could, you would. If you could get, get somebody to buy one ticket for whatever the price was, you would. So, you know, a lot, and, of, a lot of it behave. I don't boost know. the whole economy of Atlanta. Yeah. The hotels go up, the clubs, everything. Everything We rises. need a piece of all that. That's amazing. We yeah. need a piece of all that. Yo. I don't know, I don't know, like, you know, if anybody, if anybody is talking bad about Ernie Legion, I don't folk. I don't know if anybody is, but if the, anybody is talking bad about our movement, if they had an opportunity to get on Unleashed, I bet they would. Yeah. It's a so, so is it real? Yeah. No. What they're saying is it real? People hate what they can't be a part of. So it 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 it, it real technically doesn't affect it doesn't affect us because it's not real. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if it ain't real, it ain't. I, I don't see it. Yeah. You know, if you're not harming me, my family, or my friends, mm-hmm. it don't it don't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and if anybody believes the things that people say. That's on them too. That's yeah. a it's the four, the four agreements. Rule number two: yeah. someone says something bad about you, it's more about them and not you. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta like focus on positive positive energy. What you put out is what you get. Yeah. So if you put that negative energy, you you should notice, right? Oh, you put the negative energy out. I'm the man. You know what I'm saying? Listen, yeah. Like Yo. you you asking for it. So <laughs> it's with pathetic. that being said, uh, you know, yeah. stay yeah. positive. Keep on keeping on, man. Stay um, positive. Last question, man. Yeah, because I, I, I seen the motherfucker say, yes, finally, somebody of stature finally came. I said, damn. Nigga said, yes, wow. somebody finally uh, came out. I'm like, damn, it's fucked it's, up. I had to ask myself, am I even ready for this, our culture is this fucked type up, of weirdo man. shit? Our culture is fucked up. I ain't going to lie. We put so much good into this world <laughs> and <laughs> people could really, like, this culture is fucked yeah, up, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's it, fucked up. Yeah. I mean, our mindset got to change eventually, right? Yeah. Um, it does it? But I mean, it's hey, like man. if you want to better your life, bro. Yeah. I mean, you 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 gotta you gotta make a change, and we have to if we want to grow as a as a culture, as a community, um, as black people, if yeah. we want to grow, we gotta we gotta change. You, we already know what we've been doing ain't working, yeah. as as a whole. Mm-hmm. So now we gotta do it differently. We don't need to hate on each other. Yeah. You see a lot of other different races and the different cultures out there. They don't hate on each other. They work together and they grow. Look what three kids from from Greenberg, New York, look what they were able to build by working together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that just shows the power yeah. of just working That's together. Tough. Yeah, no management. That's what, like the audit, the people we learning on the fly. Y'all. Tra- y'all don't have no big homie for So real. so the reality is is that we are living proofs of if you can work together, it can change the world. We are literally changing the world. I went to London. It was 3,000 people outside. I went to Nigeria. It was like 1,000, 1,500 people out there. I went to Toronto. We sold out two shows. What the fuck is so they talking about? What, like, 
If if you just knew, if you realized, if you work together, we are unstoppable. That's why the system's designed for us not to work together because they know we are we are physically advantage have an advantage. Yeah. And mentally we think differently. We've been through so much. Yeah. Trauma's trauma's been we've been born into trauma. Yeah, we born. were born into trauma. Born black, born in the camp. And the fact that we were here today testimony. Stop it. Let me preach. Yeah. It's sad. Um uh yeah, man. Final question, man. Um any plans as far as Westchester? Um as far as having events here? Mm-hmm. Cuz I mean, my opinion on that it could go a lot of different ways. A lot of times you got to go where you welcomed. And you know what they say, the hate usually comes from home first because people, you know, we have experience here, negative mm-hmm. experiences. Some people have a right not to like us. We give people reasons not to like us. At the same time, you'll go somewhere else and it's, you get that love. Whereas then you might not get it from home, so you might not. You got to go where you welcome. Do you guys plan on doing anything Westchester-based? Well, 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 you like you. Let me just tap on this, right? It's it's like this, right? People that know Rashad and Troy, right? The unfortunate thing is hard to see them as Troy and Rashad of Earn Your Leisure, the biggest in the world, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you know them as Troy and Rashad, mm. but you have to take it amongst yourself to step outside mm. and see what see what we have been able to accomplish yeah. and see their level of of celebrity that they're not just Troy and Rashad anymore, right? That's so gross. if they, if you call them and they don't pick up your phone. You got to understand that they're dealing with so many other things that they might miss the call. They might not be able to respond at that time. But mm-hmm. And it goes to show you that you, you, you have to understand that things are just bigger. It just gets bigger and bigger and it's bigger than you, right? Mm-hmm. This mission that we on is bigger than us. So, I mean... I don't know. It's like you got you got to just... You, you, you got to be understanding. Like So, we come to Westchester... I'm open to doing anything in Westchester. Whatever they want to do in Westchester, I'm open to it. Like, yeah. um, I love I love where I come from. Um, if the opportunity um, presents itself mm-hmm. for us to put something on in Westchester, of course we're gonna do it. Why wouldn't we do it, right? Um, it, it's it's our it's our hometown. It's just the opportunities that have just been given to us yeah. have been in other places at mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah. But we're not we're not closed off to working in Westchester. If the opportunity comes, we'll do it. Yeah. Yo. Nothing's normal podcast as we wrap it up, man. Shout out to EYL. Shout out to Troy, Rashad, Abdullah, Bam, Rich. Shout out to cousin name down there. Um, Pierre? Not Pierre. That's Pierre. Come on, I'll never forget his name. I knew Pierre. He was this big Pierre. Shout out y'all family. Um, He was down there doing a the merch too with Bam. I can't, Mark, I can't, oh, Smitty? No, not Smitty. Shout out to Smitty. He got family, man, from Mount Vernon. The light-skinned bald head guy. Shout out to him. Um, doing merch with us? He was doing the merch. He was doing oh, the clubs right? with Smitty, too. He's related Sean? to y'all. Not Sean. Not Midget. I, how am I forget them? He's related he, to he's us? He's related to y'all, I believe. He's he's like y'all family. He he was with Smitty. He's from around. He, I think he might be from Mount Vernon or something. I forgot his name. But he um he played a part. He might have not did the merch, but he was behind the booth. He played a part. And he was doing the whole club shit. Oh, come to Josephine's. Come here. Da, da, da. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry, but you got a bald head. Sh- yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm t- I'm yeah. To, yeah. I'm like, well, oh, shout man. out to him. Yeah. Shout out to Danielle. Shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to Jess. Shout out to the whole campaign. I don't want to miss nobody. And uh, keep killing, man. Keep inspiring. And uh, yeah, I love y'all, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you.
Hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Signing out. I love this. This was a good session, man. Lego. Legally highest. Uh, grab one of these TAC uh, seltzer waters. Y'all know my motto, man. Uh, you don't need no Bev. This is the Bev. This is actually, I would call this a top shelf Bev. You know, this is, this. it looked like Arizona, but it's not Arizona, man. So, yeah, go get up with them. We under the Polymath Network. Poly, what's the code? Poly20. Uh, yeah, find them at legallyhighest.com. Yeah!